It is Joe Hashi with the Level Up Your Gym podcast, and today it is my honor to be joined by someone I consider a close friend, even though we barely ever see each other and we just do sarcastic texts or Instagram posts like once a month. And that is Scott Caulfield. Scott and I go way back to running a seminar together like 2008. Does that sound about right? It does, yeah. Eight, nine, somewhere in there. Yeah, over a decade now. Crazy. Yeah, when Scott was the uh, NSCA director up in Vermont, he was assistant strength coach, I think, at Dartmouth at that time, working in the private sector at a local gym. And uh, one of Scott's talents I saw on display is that he took a tire out and then he used it to jump off of and dunk a basketball, which I thought, wow, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> but when I was reading his bio, he was actually a basketball coach. Back in the day, yes, sir. And what was the name of that team? The Vermont Frost Teams. Not, not making that like, up. <laughs> that's like when the ground freezes and it like breaks the concrete. Yeah. Is that yeah, what Frost yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. It was actually a pretty cool story. They, um, the ABA, American Basketball Association, with the red, white, and blue ball, they were making kind of a comeback in those middle 2000s. And they actually had a really low entry point to like buy a team. So there was a guy, there is a guy, he still lives in, I think it's Cornwall, Vermont. It's a very small town, but he's a, he was a senior writer for uh, Sports Illustrated, Alex Wolf. You look him up, people have probably heard him. Um, tons of basketball writing. He's written a couple of books and he bought a team. He was like, you know what, let's do, let's do this. But part of the kind of gig was Sports Illustrated wanted him to cover it. And so he covered it in the magazine a little bit. There was a couple updates here and there, but long story short, he hired a Vermont coach, uh, a guy who actually, I had actually reached out to the team when I found out they were starting. And then they ended up hiring because, you know, Vermont, we all know each other anyway. They ended up hiring a really good friend of mine to be the head coach. Um, so it all worked out. It was really neat, though. It was a neat experience to be able to work. You know, we it's, it, they called it semi-pro basketball. So, like, some of the guys got paid a decent stipend, and some of them were just doing it just to not have a real job and kind of try and get to the next level. So it was a really cool experience. But, yeah, that name was very Vermont. And if you're not from New England, you may not really know what a Frost team is. But they, they played the heck out of the marketing with it. It was smart. <laughs> yeah, I see that with minor league baseball all the time now. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they change it to, like, uh, you know, the Midwest Waffle Makers or whatever yeah. they have. <laughs> that one that's got, like, the pancake hats with the butter yeah, coming out yeah, of it. Yeah, I love it those, is covered. Yeah. It is cover marketing, and I just wanted to point that out to your level of experience because after that, you went to the NSCA where you're the director of education, head strength and conditioning coach, and Scott helped me get into speaking at a few of the national training conferences, and then on to the uh, Colorado College, also yeah. head strength and conditioning coach now for the last two or three years. Is that right? September was one year. Yeah, time flies, or I should say time has slowed down now in the pandemic. Before it was flying, now it's dragging. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I appreciate your time, Scott. I know he's got a lot of un under-the-bar experience, uh, so he tells me on Instagram. And so I wanted to get Scott on to share some tips from his vast knowledge with uh, the trainers and gym owners on the call because Scott's done about all of it, including, I almost missed, so you get a, you got a master's from Denver, right? Sports yeah. coaching from University yep. of Denver just recently. Yep, yep. I started that in uh, 2015. 
and we finished it in 2017. It's an online program. I highly suggest if, if anyone's thinking about a master's program and, and they're not sure what they want to do it in, but they know that, you know, for me, the sport coaching masters, it's in the graduate school of professional psychology, which is one of the top um, master's programs at DU and in the country. But like, it was very applicable. Like everything in that master's program was stuff I was doing on a daily basis coaching. I didn't want to go and get another degree in exercise science, you know, or physiology. And I just didn't, you know, I, I feel like if you're going to specialize in that master's program, you really need to do something that's interesting to you. And that social and psychological side of coaching is, is I think, where the, the rubber meets the road anyway. That's a great point. And to, to all this experience, it just shows that Scott is very, very old. Yeah. And with that comes a lot of wisdom. So, Scott, can you please impart some of your very, very old man wisdom on these young folks out there saying to all? Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, you kind of alluded to, I did a little bit of everything. And, you know, for those people listening that like want to move into college athletics or maybe private sector, vice versa. You know, I think um, those experiences, I started off cleaning gym floors and doing orientations that we called them, you know, to show you, show people how to set up the Nautilus machine in the right position. Uh, I went from that to being a personal trainer. And then, you know, after that, I kind of, as I became a personal trainer, I got more experience working with athletes. And that's where I started realizing that I wanted to focus my energy because that was really what what gave me the best, you know, feeling and, and passion. Um, and I just wanted to help other athletes. You know, I was a very, um, a very average division three athlete, you know, at best. And so it, it was neat, though, to be able to see some other people and help them make improvements. Uh, but I've trained 86 year old clients. Uh, that was one of my favorite people I ever worked with the River Valley days, um, you know, and they hired me to come down and run their sports performance center, which was new and kind of lacking some direction. And that's why I was able to rope in people like you to help and you know, get some other stuff. And coaching education's always kind of been my passion. Um, and I think, I think, you know, if anything, if that's the biggest, like, kind of biggest rock or like ground, kind of ground uh, level tenant that's been throughout my career is just like a continual seek to get better, right? I've never, I, I, I know a lot, and I'm not saying that as an arrogance, but I like, I've learned a lot over these 20 years um, but I've, I've never been satisfied with that. And I've always been interested in finding people that are either doing what I want to be doing or that are excelling to, you know, in my eyes to a higher level than I am. And that's the people that I want to be around. So that was why an NSCA opportunity out at headquarters popped up. I thought, well, wow, what better opportunity than to go to the, you know, the flagship and really get your feet wet and, and try and, you know, see what it's all about. Let's enter the time machine and go back <laughs> to when you were adjusting the Nautilus machines back in the <laughs> mid thirties. And uh, I, I think it's important to point out there there is something to learn along every step of the way. And I think some people look over that as like, oh, I just did that to pass time and now I'm where I want to be, but they don't realize the lessons they've learned. Is there anything that you picked up in those early days that helps you get to that next step? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you you have to have done the the small tasks and and done all the meaning 
know, air quotes, meaningless jobs to you at the time, which are really, if you ask a gym owner, the most important jobs, right? Um, you know, and so I think that the, just like learning that nothing is ab- is above you. And again, my buddy, uh, Lauren Landau is the Broncos strength coach. You know, uh, he said when, when we were chatting one time, you know, he wants people that he knows, like he's gonna, even if you're an intern, right? Like you're not, if you see a piece of paper crumpled up on the floor in the fitness floor, like, you don't walk by that, right? Like you're the guy that picks that up or if there's water on in the bathroom, like you're the guy that wipes that up and, and you don't need to make a big deal out of it or, you know, tell people, hey, I did that, you know, it's just the little things and, and attention to detail, um, which, you know, we preach a lot about, but I tell my athletes all that all the time, like attention to detail carries over into your regular life, right? So maybe it's just cleaning the fitness floor and putting all the weights back where they belong and the barbells and the random things. But if, if you don't do those little things, well, like how do, how do you think you're really going to show up on time for an appointment, you know, or, um, you know, do your taxes on time or do all these other things. So, you know, those life lessons, I think carry over so much. And and sometimes they're easy to just think, Oh, no, it's just dumb, but you know, it has a purpose. It really does. And to show my age, which is right about Wisconsin, (laughs) I'm just giving them a hard time. Uh, You know, at the beginning, as a strength and conditioning coach, you want to be all about sets and reps and periodization and come on with these great ideas. But in the private sector, we very rarely ever lose a client that says, I didn't like my workout. They say they'll say something like, well, the bathroom wasn't as clean as I thought it should be or something like that. Or like someone forgot to. Uh, wave to me on my way in and I didn't think they knew my name like that's the stuff that builds the connection and relationships and while you as a professional need to deliver a great program it's those details that whether it's a private sector client or even the athletes like everyone has a psychological need to feel important and if you're not fulfilling that need for people when they come into your facility you're missing you're missing out on a lot yeah, I think that's a great point. And even like, you know, in collegiate athletics, I mean, we kind of have a cop- captive audience for the most part. Uh, our division, so we're pretty unique. We have two division one sports at Colorado College, and then our other 15 sports are division three. So our division one sports, you could say, are pretty captive audience. Like they don't really have a choice if they train or not. Like it's part of the deal. Um, but at that same time, if those kids and young adults, not really kids, but if those young men and women don't like look forward to seeing myself and my staff and like enjoy the training process it's going to suck for all of us <laughs> and and so you know i'm not saying that we try and be uh, best friends with everybody but like we're building relationships and just like no matter what setting if someone believes in what you're telling them and they trust you they're going to go they're going to feel better they're going to do 10 times more than you ask they're gonna go above and beyond because they believe in the process so that's you know i think there's a kind of a old saying or whatever that like really doesn't matter the program that someone's on as long as they're bought into it and i would argue you know that's pretty true you could get it you know you could have the greatest periodization strength cardio you know, recovery, regen, all the hot words that we want to use today, program. And then you could have the most basic, simple, two-time-a-week strength training program. And if this people are bought into that super simple one and kind of not so much on the greatest program in the world, you can get way more results from the simple one. 
Yeah, and if you're looking to do uh, like collegiate strength and conditioning versus private sector, and you don't think retention matters, just look at the size of a freshman class and the size of a senior class, and yeah. tell me that retention doesn't matter. Senior class in almost any major sport's going to be significantly down. My experience at Colgate it was about half the size. By the time we get to seniors, they fall off along the way, sure. whether it's injuries, whether it's you know school issues, whether it's not liking the full program and not enjoying a big piece of it. We spent just as much time with the, the strength staff than we did with our coaches in a lot of the seasons. For sure, probably even more some of the some of the sports and some of the seasons. Yeah, and I would say that too. Like you're gonna have kids that are maybe don't play a lot. And my actually my assistant at CC is a great example. And she was a you know four year bench player, but she took like training. She competed in the weight room. Like she was the best lifter on the team, and like that was her chance to kick people's ass. And that's just the way. Like that's the way it was. So you're gonna have people that you never maybe thought. You know, they're not the starting center or the highest point producer, but they're going to give it everything you got and they're going to drive, help drive that culture, you know, air quote culture in your weight room. I think that's a beautiful parallel to the to the private sector, too, because how many busy adults do you think have a chance to shine in their regular day? Right, right, yeah. How often do they get to feel good? <laughs> or their boss going to come by and give them a huge high five? Like that's could be your role and responsibility as a private fitness studio or gym owner. Like that's yeah. the time that they get to be the star. hundred percent. I always said that to work in the private sector and training clients. Like this is potentially the best hour of this person's day. They might absolutely hate their job, right? Like we're lucky. We like what we do. We love what we do. They might be so frustrated and so mad that this is the best time. Then they see you and you give them that break and the forget about their stuff for an hour. Um, and just make it makes their day and that's how you keep people happy all right i'm gonna rotate over to the private sector then so this will be my last question for you scott <laughs> i appreciate you doing this and i know you have a big breakfast to get to uh what's your tip for a, a gym owner what's one thing that you think they could focus on in 2021 to make this year a little bit better for them well, I mean, again, I know it's been a tough year for gym owners in the, in the pandemic. Um, and I think obviously finding op optional ways to everybody's had to get creative um, with their training. So, you know, I think if they haven't tried to kind of step out their comfort zone and engage people in a different way, whether that's, uh, you know, Zoom or some sort of web-based meetings, whether it's like private Strava groups where you can get your clients all in the same one and, and they're able to see or, you know, obviously some online learning platform. I think, you know, utilizing technology, I think that's probably one thing. Human connection is never going to be, uh, there's nothing that's ever going to take part, take place, the human connection, but, you know, utilizing technology to, in your weight room to help people with extra program or different stuff, I think is huge. Um, I mean, the other thing that it's kind of it would I would say it to almost anybody and one of my old mentors and bosses used to say it is he said we like problem solvers not problem pointer outers and so you know I would say when you're when you're looking for people um, to help you out and people you know whether it's staffing or managers I think you know you you want people that are going to bring you solutions not bring you problems yeah I like that a lot and I, I think part of that is that uh, I push people who do the level of your gym program, anyone, is to, to solve the problems, but also 
focus on problem identification like don't find problems where there's not any you're trying to recreate the wheel on you know how to organize your gym well when everyone at the pandemic's at home you need to be solving the problem of how to reach that at home so identify and solve solve your problems don't just point them out and complain about them to use to use proper language for the podcast <laughs> that's great that's great yeah. scott where can people follow you on instagram <laughs> Uh, I spend way too much time and energy on Instagram, and it's at Coach Caulfield. So, you know, uh, we've, I, if, if, and I tell people this if you like strength and conditioning, definitely follow me. But if you also like uh, dogs, especially Australian Shepherds, skiing, any outdoor sports, Colorado mountain life, uh, and, you know, anything related to non alcoholic uh, spirits and drinks, uh, protein donuts, let's see, what else? protein donuts and uh, CBD, you know, you might be interested in me. <laughs> yeah, I'll put his link by, I do recommend following him, but he puts up tons of content. Like he said, way too much content. The guy's got all kinds of hours on his time, or all kinds of hours on his hands. Uh, Scott, sit tight. I just want to thank the listeners before I press stop on listening to another episode of Level Up Your Gym podcast.